0: Always wanted to travel the world? Well, good, because we're taking you on a one-of-a-kind world tour of Europe, North America, and the Middle East. Stopping off at Devo Team offices along the way. Excited yet? Get ready for this nine country world tour across Denmark, the Middle East, Belgium, the Czech Republic, Spain, France, Mexico, Germany and the UK. We'll hear from a Deva Team family member from each office who'll give us the lowdown on what it's like to be part of the Deva Team family, exciting projects Devoteam are working on and what life is like in each individual country, the culture, the people, the spots to visit and most importantly, where to go for the best food. Got your bags packed? Let's go! Hello, and welcome to Devertine M Platform's Travelling Postcard Series. I'm Katie Flamman, and today we're heading to the UK, specifically the capital, London. This is our last stop on our round-the-world tour, and what we need is someone who knows all the hotspots for living your best life in London – someone who knows all the best places for food, drink, music, art, all the cool spots that only the locals know. Luckily, we've got Simone joining me on today's podcast who can share some of that local knowledge. Simone is a lead consultant at Devoteam and has been with the company since November 2020. Welcome, Simone. Thanks for taking time out to take us around London and have a chat about being part of the Devoteam family. Thanks so much for having me. So before we get going, I've got a few fun quickfire questions for you to help us get to know you better. So are you ready? Sure. Okay. Can you describe your Devoteam office in three words? I'd say fun, fresh and friendly. And if you could work in any other Devo Team office around the world, where would it be and why?
1: I think I'd like to visit the Tunisia offices. It's one of my bucket list locations. It'd be lovely to see what life is like out there as, a, as an employee, as much as a, for business and for pleasure, I suppose. Good call. Okay. Ideal holiday, beach or slopes? I think I'm a beach person. Comedy or horror? Definitely comedy. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Mostly because I need it.
0: Can you tell me three things, or two,
1: you like to do outside of work? So I like to make music. I like singing, music production, pretty much anything music. I also enjoy watching anime and I suppose the boring answer, I like spending time with my friends and family.
0: (laughs) Oh, tell me a bit more about the music. So do you play an instrument?
1: So I do quite a few things in terms of music. Uh, I write, um, I also produce and sing. I'd probably call myself a bit of an all-round kind of music artist. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I keep that one on a quiet these days. Oh,
0: well, I might have to ask you a bit more about it later on, but um, let's carry on with our <laughs> quick fire. So, you live in London. What is your favourite restaurant in London and whereabouts is it?
1: I say, at the moment, I'm, I'm a bit of a funny person for favourites. I suppose a lot of people are in similar situations, especially in London, there's so much choice. But definitely I like Japanese food. I really like sushi. There's a particular place in Soho which does an all-you-can-eat buffet. So... Yeah, depending on who comes to visit, maybe that will be our spot. So I'd like our listeners to get a feel for classic British dishes as
0: we are the UK episode. So what's your favourite national <laughs> dish if there is such a thing?
1: So that's the thing, I suppose. We are so multicultural in Britain in general, but also specifically in London where I'm from. I'm of Caribbean descent, so my British national dish would probably be rice. <laughs> but I think for most people, are the typical answer is fish and chips or or a curry. <laughs> yeah,
0: or a curry. Classic. <laughs> Which TV show or series are you watching at the moment? You mentioned about anime.
1: Yeah, so I'm deeply invested in a particular anime show called One Piece. And for those that know anime and know One Piece, they'll know that it is a very long-standing and very long-running show. It's like nine, well, it's actually a thousand episodes now. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. So high five to those that watch anime. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm sure there's lots listening. So you're a musician, but who is your favourite band or musician to go listen to?
1: So I spend a lot of time listening to music. My memory is absolutely poor. (laughs) So what's the last
0: thing you listened to?
1: The last thing I listened to was old school R&B. It's a bit of my trip at the moment. I'm trying to find a new sound for my production. Research. Yeah, so I'm revisiting some older music. Okay. If you were stranded on a desert island, what three items would you take? Three items I would take would definitely be my phone for obvious reasons. (laughs) I'd say my laptop. You know, if it's not spending time with my family and friends, it's watching my favourite show or maybe even my music production. And then the last thing I would probably say is food (laughs) what is the last movie you watched spider-man no way home was actually a really really good film enjoyed it i'd give it solid eight out of ten and where
0: is next on your travel bucket list
1: thailand Uh, i went there for my honeymoon beautiful place beautiful people we just didn't get enough time there I would love to spend more time doing more activities and visiting more of the land really and its people besides that i'd like to visit my home country st lucia i need some sun so <laughs> i think that would be a good shout okay well that was an amazing answers there i think we know you a little bit better now
0: so now let's move on talking about working at deva team so you work from home don't you and that's was already the case before the pandemic is that right
1: Yeah. So I was working for another company prior to the pandemic, but I was actually on maternity leave. When I was working with the previous company, I worked there for some time. I think it was about three and a half years. I was already working from home. The ecosystem was pretty much set up for working from home there. We visited uh, each other once a month, which was great. Everybody was in the same boat. Then I went on maternity leave And unfortunately, during my maternity leave and during the pandemic, I was actually made redundant, like a lot of people in the UK and elsewhere in the world. So I'm sure this is something I suppose a lot of people could relate to. So I decided I would spend the rest of my maternity leave, spend it with my family and whatever was happening to kind of, you know, spend the time at home, really, took it as a bit of a blessing, especially from my husband's perspective. In the UK, you don't really get much paternity leave, so my husband was able to spend a bit more time at home with us, which was fantastic. So it was a silver lining to an otherwise dreary situation. But yeah, so then I was approached by a Devo team. I joined quite quickly and smoothly and continue to work from home, which is pretty much what I'm doing now. So yeah, like I I spend most of my time at home. I've been doing so before the pandemic. So yeah, I'm kind of a, a bit of a seasoned home office person. It's
0: funny, isn't it? For some people it was completely the most alien thing ever and for other people are like, "Yeah, well I do it Definitely. already."
1: Yeah. It was a bit of a weird thing because I felt like I was on maternity leave with the whole world, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one time I get a holiday, I'm supposed <laughs> to have a 9 to 12 months off, the whole world got it with me. So.
0: <laughs> but you started a new job after just having a baby, so that was probably quite a lot to juggle, right? New mum and everything. Your first baby.
1: Yes, it's my first child. So my my son, he was born literally a month before the world was shut down. It was a bit of a scary time. There's a lot going on. I was technically employed and on maternity leave until I think it was like maybe five or six months in. And then I was I went through my redundancy and then I was approached by Devo Team almost a month later. Um so they say everything happens for a reason. Yeah, good old universe. Yeah, I definitely believe that. So I was very grateful for the opportunity and uh, even just being reached out to, especially at the time, it was a bit of a kind of like blow to my confidence as well, you know, being a new mom and, you know, there's a lot going on uh, working with this particular platform, Work With Service Now. It has two releases every year. So I was spending a lot of my personal time trying to keep up with the releases so that I wasn't Totally out of touch when I went back to work. So when I actually joined Devo Team, it was joining a new job, trying to find my feet with the technology again, generally having different kind of makeup at home, my lifestyle at home. The actual run up to starting with Devo Team though was actually really, really good. I had a really good experience with onboarding specifically with our managing director He's fantastic and I don't want to give him a big head but a lovely person and if I'm honest I was really like sceptical about going back to work before my maternity leave was actually over so I ended up ending my maternity leave a bit shorter than I would normally it's 12 months in the UK so I went back to work uh, when my son turned nine months but I was actually approached when he was turning seven months so I felt really uncomfortable you know like mommy guilt going back to work when he was still so small so vulnerable with the pandemic you know all of the things that were going on so you know Richard was really supportive and he, he basically said we'll give you some time for the right people we wait and fortunately for me <laughs> I was the right person and he waited. <laughs> That's a good thing, isn't it? So, do you work full time? I work full time. I actually spend three days a week. I have childcare in two days. I have my son at home with me, so work has been really flexible with that as well. Everybody's been in you know very similar situations, so you know there's a lot of flexibility there in terms of even with customer visits. um well, I say the equivalent of customer visits now the remote. I'm able to balance my work accordingly so that I can have professional meetings with my customers. And yeah, it's it's been really, really good, if I'm honest. I was a bit sceptical about it, a bit you know, apprehensive, but it's actually been really good. And also as well, we see a lot of our customers, they're also in the same boat. So seeing that little human side that you're not the only one.
0: I bet your customers love seeing your baby, don't they?
1: (laughs) Uh, When he's not being a terror. (laughs) I'm only joking, he's not a terror, really. Yeah, no, it's sometimes really good to see the human side of our customers and that they see the human side of us too we're not robots we're here to help them we're here to support them so it's good to see that we're just like you pretty much with IT support and that kind of technical
0: stuff it can seem like a very kind of cold robotic thing and there are real humans at the other side of this and people actually work with real human beings don't they and people and yeah, definitely. and getting a definitely. getting a sense of who you are can only be a good thing
1: Yes, I I really agree with that. That was one of the main reasons why I wanted to become a consultant. When I was working in IT prior, just kind of like, you know, this us and them kind of situation with most companies, you know, the old kind of way of perceiving IT is that Mm. IT is another department when in actual fact IT is the foundation of most companies. You know, so it's one of those things, I, I suppose it's a shift in the mindset of a lot of people, especially now with, you know, pandemic and how it has responded to that and how we've responded to it as well as you know in terms of devotee ourselves so it's like actually there's a bit more appreciation how it is quite centric to our everyday lives as well as our professional lives and that must be a nice feeling to to actually Help, help people. people out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Definitely. No, I think you're completely right. Over the last two years, IT has certainly risen to the challenge and exceeded everybody's expectations and improved so many lives as a result. It sounds like you are really well supported at work. And you mentioned that your MD sort of has continued to do so after your ongoing issues. Is, is there anything else you wanted to kind of share or add about how you feel inside the family because it is a family really isn't it this
1: business definitely is and I, I think my experience onboarding was very memorable in the respect of it was personal to me and I've tried to emulate that gift of support to my peers to my colleagues and you know we are all consultants we're all employees but we're also human We're also going through these things together. I think with all that's going on in the world, it just helps you to remember that, you know, you're not the only one. Somebody else is probably feeling something similar or feeling their own challenges. And just reaching out to people and saying hi, asking how they are, asking how their family is. You know, it doesn't always have to be about where's my Word document, my Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) You know, can you give me access to such and such document? it isn't always about that. Sometimes it's just, hi, how are you doing? And it's a bit difficult to do that these days with most things being scheduled. You have to schedule a meeting to speak to somebody, whereas before you can throw a ball of paper at somebody and say, you know, how are you, what what are you doing and follow them out to lunch. It's not as straightforward as it used to be. Not long after I actually started with Devo Team. So I was with the Devo Team for maybe about a month, two months. Um, I actually got some some difficult news um, in my family. And um, during that time, I, if I'm honest, if I didn't get the support that I got from those around me, specifically two particular members of staff in the projects team, uh, so not even in my own team, if I hadn't gotten the support that I did from them, I don't think I would have been able to stay with Devo Team. And despite the experience I'd had with onboarding, I was really... Like crushed, thinking I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna have to give this job up um, to to take care of, of of you know my my situation that's happening in my personal life. And through the support that I had from them, actually I, I didn't. Um, they were really supportive. They went out of their way. And that's not something that is you're not mandated to do that. It's not a something that is in your job description. So for somebody to actually give their personal time and show empathy. I think that's really important. So that has been my gift is to try and be as empathetic and as supportive as I can. Although I can be a bit tough, <laughs> but I do try my best. I really do try.
0: Well, I think if you've had that experience, it's lovely to give something back. That workplaces recognise and do all they can to help their staff through challenging times because people have light outside of work. And if you are really supported, it, for you, obviously, it made the world of difference. And you're right, it doesn't have to be anything huge either. Just a little gesture and a bit of thoughtfulness and a how you're doing, is, it goes a long way.
1: Yeah. I definitely think so. And I think a lot of my colleagues will probably say the same.
0: Well, that was brilliant. Thank you for sharing all of that let's get in to your daily routine. So in the mornings, we know you work from home and we know you have a small baby. (laughs) So presumably you don't get a lie-in in in the mornings. Can you tell us how you start your day?
1: I do not get lions. I think they are a myth. If I hadn't had one before, I would call you all liars. (laughs) But um, my day-to-day life in the morning, my business days, I would say uh, like I said, I've got two versions of my morning. It depends if my son is home or not. Most days I'm taking him to childcare. So i get up, get my day started like most people, like going get me ready to go to work. But rather than commute into the office, I commute to take my, my son to his childcare setting. And then I come back home. And I get my day started. I get my laptop out just like I would in the office. I make myself the most important thing, the coffee. (laughs) Then that charges me up until about 12 (laughs) o'clock. And then, um, yeah, I pretty much just get my day together pretty much in a routine fashion. I think that really helps having that little routine. Especially not being in the office. I think that's something that's quite important. So,
0: as people that work from home, I know taught their friends how to do working from home. And if you need the commute, walk around the block once or walk around the garden once and then sit down and start your day.
1: I had a colleague in their previous job that told me while he was working from home, it was like, again, new to him, I had never worked from home on the long stint before. So I was a bit sceptical. Oh my gosh, what's it going to be like? Am I going to be able to concentrate? Uh, is it going to be a micromanaging kind of thing? And it really isn't. Once you get to a point where you are, your whole organisation is set up for working from home, it really isn't like that. It's not as daunting. And once you get over that initial settling in period, actually it's not so bad. But the colleague I had previously, one of the things he used to kind of tool to adjust was he put his shoes on in the morning. And he had his shoes on during the day while he worked, because that signified he was working. <laughs> a bit a bit strange, but it was effective for him. So mm-hmm.
0: well, a little insight into the world of voice acting, voiceovers I know, put different shoes on depending on which character they're playing, because it helps them get into the character. So going to work character, maybe it's the same thing. So just to give me an idea of the London office, is everybody working from home who work in your office or there is a presumably a place where people are at in the London office as well. So is it kind of a sort of hybrid situation? Some people do a few days at home, then go in? Or how does that split work? Do you know? So there are some people that work
1: from the office pretty much 100% of the time. Um, And there are others that pretty much work from home, I'd say 80 to 100% of the time, like myself. For me, it really supports childcare more than anything. Um, I can go in, but Also as well, it's kind of like syncing up when you go to get the most of it as well. So that's also a kind of a factor. With the transition back into office life, uh, new kind of ways of working, I think we will be planning to spend more time in the office together. Um, I still think it will be heavily remote. A lot of our customers, they work remotely with us. So there's not really much reason to physically be in the office. But I think the most important thing about being in the office is, is the togetherness. Not being in the office all the time makes that going into the office just a little bit more special when you do. Because you spend time with people that actually you want to spend time with them. You enjoy spending time with them. Yeah. And it's a bit more, you know, like going to a family party and you see your cousins and you're like, "Yay! I get to sit next to you all day <laughs> and harass you. <laughs> and ask you all the questions I don't get to ask you when I'm remote so yeah it, it does have its benefits and uh, obviously it's obvious setbacks but I'd say it's kind of a weird uh, hybrid situation but I'm, I'm saying it's weird but I'm, I'm sure most companies are doing it probably the same way so yeah it's not it's not as straightforward as saying we work from home or we we work in the office
0: it's the new normal yes it is the new normal <laughs> So is there anybody on your team who um, is worthy of a mention, who's super fun or can always be relied on to be on mute when they're not meant to be? Or
1: <laughs> I could give shout out to pretty much everybody in my team or that I've worked with and even some that I haven't worked with directly. I would say Adam for having nearly every single certification you can have. He is like the Pokemon catcher of certifications. <laughs> Rafi for being my fellow anime confidant. <laughs> he is my um the person that gets my jokes, my weird jokes, my geeky jokes. There's a few people actually, and even outside of my team as well. So, you know, uh Ian and Tony uh work in the uh project management team, Joe as well. I spend a lot of time with those guys. They are really, really thoughtful people. As much as they can probably hammer me for not doing my time sheets but um, yeah they are they are really really beautiful people so I, I do I do like spending time with them even outside of the the professional stuff oh and Jim and Jim I can't get away with not saying Jim
0: okay well I would like to know what you do for lunch this podcast is very interested in all things food and drink And so the coffee is wearing off and (laughs) we're getting to the point of
1: needing some lunch. Some sustenance. (laughs) Exactly. So tell me what's happening at lunchtime. So I suppose lunchtime I spend, it depends on what I'm doing really. I work from home as you already know. I do enjoy anime. So I have um, my little setup. I have um, two screens. I can at lunch still keep an eye on stuff that's going on whilst actually still enjoying my normal kind of rituals so that'd be like watching a show or you know grabbing something quick to eat I don't tend to eat too much at lunch if I'm honest I do try to spend time at my lunchtime like just doing something a bit more outside of my work if I can help it taking that break yeah but that said I am very interested in service now and uh, learning especially at the moment so
0: tell me about service now what do you like about it
1: it's a platform, which is, I'm trying to say in a way that I'm not going to go too techie, but it's a um, software as a service platform, which basically is a tool which is used by lots of organizations, like enterprise level organizations, to manage their IT assets, their ways of working. It's like the joker in the pack. It could be anything. It's really interesting and it, it's used by different industries as well. So... You know, I could be working with a banking company today and tomorrow I could be working with somebody in aeroscience, (laughs) ministry of (laughs) defence.
0: Can you share um, some information about maybe a specific project or client that you're working with just to give us
1: a flavour of the exact type of work you do? I'm working with a particular company in the gambling space, actually. It's the first company I've worked with in the gambling space and yeah, we're building integrations with them at the moment with their other systems. Um, we're also doing some like basically enabling them to have safer gambling for their customers, which is quite interesting. So yeah, getting to know the way they work and some of the things we've done with them in the past. So a lot of our customers are long-standing customers as well as our new ones. It's like getting to know how we've supported them in the past and how we can kind of enhance that and bring new benefits to our customers, really. And are you
0: always working with external clients or do you get involved with internal projects as well?
1: So my new baby is an internal project. So I'm spending quite a lot of time with my colleagues uh, internally to identify certain ways of working so that I can hopefully help with some onboarding. For our new starters, yeah, I'm looking at how we can streamline how we bring on new members of staff, skilled people, and people that maybe not as experienced with ServiceNow that want to make the transition. But that's really important that we're growing our own talent. I myself, I pretty much trained myself during my my initial redundancy with a previous company. I really wanted to work with ServiceNow. And I took the time out, actually used my redundancy money to train myself. So I know how difficult it is to find the resources and to get the right kind of steering so that you get the support you need and and all of that stuff. So yeah, I'm really passionate about getting the right people and training and support and all of that stuff.
0: That sounds brilliant. You've talked about the company and the sort of work you do and how much you enjoy that and the platform and the support you've had. So it's a favorite question. Is there a favorite thing that you can think of about being a Devoteam
1: employee? In my interview, I mean, hopefully my MD will remember this, but one of the things that I really enjoyed about my previous place was the culture and that we were all human beings. We all put our human selves first before the work. And Devoteam, that is their main driver, like tech for people. And they actually mean it. So I've spent a lot of time meeting people and looking at my own growth, my own personal development, and seeing how I can help others, promotions with training, opportunities with projects, mentoring. I think that's really important. So to me, I think the humanness, the culture, putting people first, I think that is what really stands out to me. And I think if that's ever going to make somebody's decision on where to go, not necessarily just every team, but if anywhere to go in any kind of job, that is definitely one of the most standout factors that people consider. And I'm I'm happy to say that you know I'm I'm quite comfortable where I am for that reason.
0: Well, that was a brilliant answer, Simone. Thank you very much for sharing that, and what a great flag to wave for your company. It's very inspiring.
1: I suppose this is a shameless plug for anybody that is interested to give me a shout on uh, LinkedIn. If I can help, if I can be of any assistance, I will definitely try my best. That's brilliant. I hope they get in touch. So I wondered,
0: as we're getting towards the end of our working day, and you talked about all your colleagues who you really do quite like to see in real life sometimes as well. So are you going out with the team this evening in our virtual day? Any nights out you can share with us?
1: So I am trying to organise something even as we speak. (laughs) I think it's really important that we spend time together as non-working professionals as well as in our professional setting. So depending on the you know the social gathering and the people that are gathering together you could go to a place called Bounce for example which is where I'm trying to organize uh, our social for. Is that the table tennis place? It is the table tennis place. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't been personally but I am itching to go so I'm trying to drag a few of our working group to bounce to have a good time, have a drink and have some nibbles and have a laugh really. It's always about what's going on in the office, sometimes having a bit of a, a jolly I suppose.
0: <laughs> Can you tell us about a previous event that you have been to or a place you have been to as a work social?
1: Yeah yeah so um, we haven't done as many as we would have liked obviously with a going on but we had our Christmas gathering which was actually really really good I think it's my my best Christmas event that I've been to it was unfortunate that things were still very shaky over the Christmas period but it was a really really good event really well looked after it. we had a it was a three course meal it was like black tie style event and we we had it was like cabaret champagne and bumper cars just imagine it <laughs> you can't go wrong you really can't Okay, well,
0: as you know, this episode's part of a series where we're traveling around some of the DevoTeam offices on a nine-country tour. And we're finding out what it's like to work at DevoTeam, but also how that changes depending on where the offices are based and get a feel for working in different countries. So we've invited each team to give a gift to their colleagues in another country and also to ask them a question about what it's like working there. So, Simone, your virtual gift is from Rajesh in Devoteam, Germany, and he has sent you a German cookbook. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so Rajesh, is, he's a bit of a foodie, and he said he would have liked to cook you a meal, but as he can't do that, instead, he is sending you this cookery book to try out some German recipes for yourself. He says his favorite German dish is currywurst, so he suggests you try that first. So what do you reckon? You up for a spot of cooking?
1: I am. I like to eat. (laughs) So I think that is a very fitting gift for me. It's almost as though he knows me well.
0: (laughs) Excellent. And his question up to you is about working from home. He works from home a lot too. And he wants to know what motivates you and keeps you going when you're
1: not in the office. I would say structure, coffee, and breaks. They're the main three components of my day, I think. Being somebody that's quite technical, I spend time delivering like a customer facing kind of content, whether it's workshops, meetings, those kind of things. But I also spend time building technical solutions as well, coding and that kind of stuff. So I think if your day is, is structured, that can really help. One of the things I hear, I don't know how true it is, I'm sure somebody will, you know, debunk my um the information that I was, I received, but I hear that people that, you know, spend time coding and uh, like a deep into technical solutions and stuff like that um, sometimes have problems sleeping. So um, yeah, it's one of the things I find is to try and have structure in my day. I have a, you know, my house isn't very big, so I do have to kind of be structured about how I use the space, how I use my time so that when I am finished my day, I do feel like my day, my working day is done. Um, and I can relax and spend time with my family. That is brilliant
0: advice. There you go, Rajesh, now you know. Oh, Rajesh was also after an invitation to visit the UK office. So if you can do about that, Simone, I'm sure you'd be very grateful.
1: You are more than welcome, Rajesh. Whenever you are ready, drop me an email or catch me on chat. We can work something out. Sounds good. Brilliant. And. If you've listened to the whole of the series,
0: you might remember we began our Round the World tour by visiting Denmark and chatting with Emily in the Copenhagen office. And Emily was the lucky recipient of a virtual gift from you, Simone. So can you remind us what gift you sent and why you chose
1: it? So I sent Emily a Rolex watch. I did give it a bit of thought. So Rolex was actually founded in London, although it is a Swiss-based company. So to me, Rolex denotes quality, it denotes precision, pretty much like Devo team to me, it's quality, it's precision, it's, it's time. <laughs> so the watch itself, it represents time to me as well. So I'm not only gifting her the watch, which sounds really extravagant, it's more around time. I've said previously that, you know, time is really important. How we use it with our colleagues, with our families is so, so, so important. Time is money. Time is a resource. So it's just really important how we use that. So my gift was time and the fine balance of it, really. Your work-life balance, your home balance. So, yeah, I gift time. Such a great gift. And I know Emily was really, really thrilled. So that's brilliant. And you
0: also had a question for her.
1: Yeah. So I just wanted to, I suppose, have an understanding of whether Emily prefers to meet with people in person or remotely. So our clients, our customers in general, I suppose. What does she prefer?
0: I can tell you that she goes into the office every day and she loves it. But if you want to hear more, you'll have to go back and listen to episode one for Emily's full reply.
1: Lovely. No worries. I will do that. Brilliant. Well,
0: I love how Devoteam allows you all to work in exactly the way that suits you. It's clearly a very flexible company and you speak very highly of your community within your office. Well, we are coming to the end of this episode thank you so much for sharing your day with us, Simone. It's been really great to visit London and hear about all the local knowledge and things you get up to. I don't think we've got quite into your music enough, but maybe that's for another day. But I think we have got a very good idea about what it's like to work in the UK and be a part of the Devo Team family.
1: I'm glad. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure.
0: As I mentioned, the UK was our last stop on the Devoteam N Platform's round the world tour. I really hope you've enjoyed our stopovers in Denmark, the Middle East, Belgium, the Czech Republic, Spain, France, Mexico, Germany, and now the UK. A huge thanks to all the team members who chatted to me about their life and their work. And hopefully you've got more of an idea now about what it's like to work at Devoteam, the culture of the company, the people. And the family Deva Team and Platform have created around the world. Thanks very much for joining us. I'm Katie Flaman. Bye for now.